This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, it's being called a clear cut. And the mayor says he wants the developers who are responsible to be fined at least a million dollars. The trees that were taken down on two thickly treed lots on Bayview Avenue at the north and south corners of Bayview and Bayview Ridge included a linden tree thought to be 150 years old. The neighbors estimated that 30 trees were torn down. The mayor called it several dozens, and that was done to make way for townhouses, and it was done without any application to the city. And that would make it the biggest single infractions of its kind ever in the city. Now, there are a lot of people who think that developers just have their way in this town. They do whatever they want. Do they see any kind of potential fine simply as the cost of doing business? And uh, even if uh, the laws are there and, and enforceable bylaws, I mean, you, how do we enforce those laws? And what, if anything, can we do about it on the line? I have War 25 Councillor Jay Robinson. Welcome, Councillor Robinson. Thank you, Libby. Okay, so what is the situation uh, now? I guess the city is investigating to see if this clear cut actually happened? Yes, so you did actually a great job summarizing it off the top. It's um, it's an ongoing investigation. Uh, I talked to staff Friday afternoon, just before the long weekend. They indicated it's going to take some time because, as you said, it's one of the the biggest, uh, I guess, contraventions of the bylaw ever seen in the city, or definitely one of the top ones. So they're going to be investigating it thoroughly. Uh, they have arborists on site. Uh, looking at the impacts and trying to verify. Uh, as you said, there may have been a 150-year-old linden tree in the mix, which is devastating, the same age as our, our nation. Um, at the same time, they're not, they can't verify any of that at this time. But it's an ongoing investigation. Um, just to give you a little background, Libby, okay, there's a Jay, lot of Jay, just a minute, just a minute. I just have a question. What needs to be verified here? This is uh, two big lots, and, yeah. and people in the neighbourhood, including yourself, would know that they were two heavily treed lots, and one day there is no trees. There are no trees, excuse me. So, um, you know, what is the difficulty here? I know. Well, I'm with you, uh, but staff have a process that they want to follow, and um, so they're, they are going to be out there inspecting what's left. Uh, the good news is, Libby, that at the end of the week, they did uh, put a stop work order in place uh, on the lot. And, and so no more activity can take place. Um, so that took that was a long time coming, but they did do that at the end of the week. And uh, sorry, is that stop work order for anything being done to the trees or just construction in general? Just to the trees. So... The, again, I verified that. I had the exact same question. I spoke to Forestry Friday, 
And they said, again, uh, that's a stop work order only for the trees, not necessarily for construction because forestry only has authority over the trees. Okay, so what what possible good can that do? The trees are gone, and now they are going to proceed with constructing these townhouses. Is, is there any mechanism to stop that, or is that beyond the city's purview? No, there is no mechanism to stop that, and, and that's what's upsetting, because these, these developments weren't welcome in the first place. Developers have been north of Lawrence on Bayview Avenue assembling lots for the last few years, and much to the chagrin of the local residents and myself as a local councillor. Mm-hmm. The developments go to the OMB. You and I have talked, I think, about the OMB before. They go to the OMB, they get approved. Okay, and so let's, it's, let's it's just, very frustrating. Let's just refresh our listeners' memories. The OMB, of course, is the Ontario Municipal Board, and it seems that whatever regulations might be in place in the city to preserve our neighbourhoods, if somebody wants to contravene those regulations, and even if they've, they've gone through the process at city council and they can't get a variance to build whatever they want to build, they just go to the Ontario Municipal Board and kaboom, That's approved. That's a per- perfect description, and that's a real frustration for residents in my ward because a lot of them lived live in old established neighborhoods with beautiful tree canopies and so that's exactly what they do Uh, it's a line item in their operating budget to head off to the omb and most of them usurp the planning process and don't even wait uh for the outcome they just go directly to the omb after the the number of days they have to wait and so this has really started this ball rolling and one of the victims have now become this this these 30 trees uh, that were basically slaughtered uh, about a week ago. And uh, the immediate neighbours in the area are just uh, beside themselves. They're just devastated. Okay, so uh, the OMB, tell me a little bit about it. Who, who? It's a provincial body, but is it appointed? How do these people get picked? Uh, what's the deal? And is, is anything happening? Is anybody trying to change this? this? This has been an issue for as long as I can remember. Yes, it has. It's a quasi-judicial body. It is appointments made by the uh, provincial government. And um, most of them don't live in even in our city of Toronto. Um, a lot of them don't necessarily have the proper planning experience. They're not necessarily architects. A lot of them aren't familiar with our neighbourhoods, Libby. Uh, maybe haven't even been to our neighbourhoods. And they're making decisions that define our city and our neighborhoods. And so I have voted numerous times, along with some of my colleagues, to remove Toronto from the jurisdiction of the OMB. Unfortunately, that's fallen on deaf ears. Now, the province, to be fair, is looking at some modifications, and they're doing a consultation um, process as we speak. But I don't see any signals that they're actually going to get rid of the OMB, and we don't need it. We have a sophisticated planning division in at City Hall, we don't need to uh, the interference of the province in how we define our neighborhoods. So it's, it's yeah. frust- very frustrating. Okay, uh, Jay, we have to take a quick break, but we are going to talk about this a lot more. The numbers are 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about the clear-cutting of two lots on Bayview Avenue, but there is a larger issue, and the issue is... Are developers running roughshod over our neighborhoods, transforming them by 
cutting down an old tree canopy when they think that whatever fine might ensue is just the cost of doing business. Uh, call, callers and listeners, is, is this a problem in, in your neighborhood? Is it being overly developed against the wishes of the neighborhood? We want to hear from you before we go to break. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I will be back with Councillor Jay Robinson after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the clear-cutting of two heavily treed lots on Bayview Avenue to make way for a development of townhouses. This was done without any permission from the city, and people are up in arms. The mayor says he wants a fine of a million dollars. But talk about uh, closing the barn door after the horses have escaped. It turns out that the, the city has an injunction to prevent any further removal of trees, but not to stop construction. I'm here with Councillor Jay Robinson. And Councillor Robinson, isn't there some kind of injunction or something the city could get to stop the construction? Well, they could, but whether the staff are willing to, and that's what we're working on right now. In fact, I had an email from a resident um, and also uh, another media outlet suggested that maybe the developer shouldn't be able to build for a number of years as a slap on the wrist. Um, but I think City Council, when it resumes in the fall, we need to address this um, in a very heavy-handed way, meaning we have to look at the fines, the way they're issued. Right now, they're, it's five, it could be $500 up to $100,000 per tree. Right. And, um, you know, that's clearly not a deterrent uh, if this kind of thing is happening. Who, so who decides? it has to be something related to, as you say, the construction. So just a minute, who decides... Uh, what body, so the, the, the staff is now investigating, and if they decide that this is in fact what happened, who decides how much fine is levied? That would be the forestry staff at City Hall. And There's a division uh, called Forestry, Parks, Recreation and Forestry, and they will determine the, uh, the fines. And uh, can the fines then be argued? Is there some process that the developers have to say, oh, no, don't charge me that much? Yeah, so the, the, exactly that's the problem. So collecting the fines would often take place through prosecution, which is a lengthy process, and staff tend not to go that way. They tend to try to find ways to mitigate the damage done on site by requiring new trees to be planted. But I think we need to, this is an opportunity for City Hall to send a message that we're not going to tolerate this type of behaviour. And so I'm hoping staff won't soft shoe this, but instead come out uh, in a heavy-handed way to make sure that we get this the, these fines addressed. And it, what, I mean, does it have to be staff that would go for an injunction? I mean, what about the Neighbourhood Residents Association or somebody else? Well, Can someone just... Well, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's actually a, 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 an option for a moratorium to be uh, put forward on the Bayview Avenue. But again, uh, I've tried to do that in the past, and it has to come from the chief planner, uh, again, it's it's like part of the, um, the Provincial Planning Act, and my understanding is it has to come from the planners, not uh, from the politicians. But uh, this assembly of lots, it's really, it's actually, like an example, Libby, this is actually two lots that are becoming uh, 15 homes. 
So they're going to be jamming 11 townhouses and four detached uh, units as well to transition into the neighborhood. So where there was once two homes, two beautiful homes with big green lots and trees, we're, we're now going to see 15 homes. That's happening all the way up and down Bayview Avenue, north of Lawrence, up to 401. And uh, as you can imagine, it's not going over well with the neighborhood. They're very frustrated, but this is, I think, really symbolic of what's going on with this 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 butchering of these trees. Well, it's you know, it's interesting. I, I declare myself. I I live on a street that is entirely historically designated. We have many quote significant trees that we protect, and we're organized. We've got a kitty to fight developers when necessary. But, you know, someone came in a number of years ago and and wanted to build basically a huge monster home. And uh, after an expensive fight uh, for years, it it got a little smaller, but we couldn't stop it despite the fact that we are allegedly protected by legislation. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And that's where the OMB is very problematic, that other layer that uh, people have the so that that on Bayview that's where it all started. It, a development just on on Bayview Avenue east to south of there it was called Hush, um, and that's the first. That was as you say the first kind of horse out of the barn, um, and it's just been like a domino effect up and down Bayview since then. And the residents on that particular that first application spent over a hundred thousand dollars to fight this issue that application at the OMB, and they lost. So it was a lot of money and a lot of energy that went into that, um, but they're now, you know, very despondent. Okay, let's uh, let's take a call here. We've got Allison in Toronto. Hi, Allison. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. Yourself? Fine, thanks. What's your question? My question is because I see all these developments that are going on, and usually they post the notice in big block letters what is going to happen. So right. was that not done? Um, uh, uh, you know, they put a notice board there to the people of the area, and it's by the town plan, and everybody they signed it. The right people wasn't that done? So oh, I'm sure it was. The, the as, be? as you heard from the councillor, the residents tried to fight this development and this group, which has the final say, which uh, Councillor Robinson pointed out. A lot of the people on it aren't even from Toronto, don't know the neighbourhoods. Overruled it, right, Councillor? That's correct. That's exactly right. So the planning notice did go up, um, and then it went to the OMB, and it won at the OMB. But since the OMB hearing, these trees have come down in the last week illegally. I I followed it from the start, and I was just wondering if the notice had actually been posted. Yeah, it was, but the trees were removed without a permit. Even though it goes to the OMB, there's still still a, a process for the trees, Mm-hmm. And no permits were issued, not one single permit for the any of the 30 trees were issued, meaning they tr- they cut them down illegally. Yeah. But my thing is, um, I also heard recently that um, the developer now goes directly to the OMB to get permission to do build instead of going through the city. Is that my understanding that, to be correct that is that is correct that's exactly so right that's that's we're having the, all these problems when the city handed it we didn't have those problems that's right it's it's a very problematic um level of government where or, or quasi-judicial body i should say mm-hmm. that as i said they're not well acquainted with our city and our neighborhoods and they're making decisions that i don't think reflect well and quite frankly in some of my neighborhoods are decimating uh, my neighborhoods heritage houses are coming down 
trees are coming down, we're losing green space, and uh, it's, it's very unpopular with the local residents. Mm-hmm. I agree with them 100%. I, I mean, what do you say to people, though, who would argue that uh, the local residents, you know, these the houses on Bayview Avenue are, are, you know, pretty big, huge and expensive, and that, you know, by putting townhouses on, mm-hmm. they're making way for families, and it's perhaps, I, I would not use the word affordable, but, but not quite as high-end. Uh, Councillor Robinson, is that an argument that's made? Well, I guess it could be made, Libby, but the the issue is we have an official plan. And the official plan states that uh, we're supposed to be preserving and protecting our neighbourhoods. And this is the, this Bayview Avenue neighbourhood has been there for for decades. And this is, it's been a stable neighbourhood. And now the OMB is, uh, unfortunately, has stepped in and developers are going to the OMB. And that's changing these neighbourhoods for the future. So, I think that we have a right to protect uh, every neighborhood that has a different culture, a different streetscape, a different feel. Bayview Avenue has always had this. It's been very beautiful, well-treed, mature, yep. mature, beautiful old trees that play a role in keeping our, our city healthy. And also, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's just, you know, spectacular, these trees. As I said, one of them could be 150 years old. Um, so that apparently could be one of the oldest linden trees in, in Toronto. And, uh, all of these trees have now come down. So that's, that's the problem we're facing is, uh, do we want our neighborhoods to be stable or are, are, is transformation, uh, given a thumbs up? In my, in my ward, people are tired of the, of the change. They want to live in a, buy in a neighborhood and know that it's going to be a stable neighborhood that the city's going to work hard to preserve. Yeah. Now, uh, have you ever brought this up with the chief planner, Jennifer Keysmat? Is this on her radar at all? It is. We had conversations about it, and uh, a number of her staff uh, in North York. And um, I've asked many times if we could look at a moratorium, um, but I've, they've, they've actually said to date, they said no. I'm wondering if this, what's happened in the last week, might change their thinking, because they're seeing what the effects are of this, what's happening on Bayview Avenue. And if you walked up Libby, if you walked up Bayview Avenue, went took a stroll up there, you would see a lot of uh, properties have been assembled by developers. A lot of properties are vacant or being rented or are for sale. So here's a really a spectacular neighborhood uh, that's really um, been totally transformed at the hand of the OMB. Mm-hmm. Allison, yes, says- I heard everything, and I'm disappointed. You know, because I know the Bayview area very well. I used to work with uh, somebody who had uh, his office in the basement, and I know it is a beautiful place area. And it's a shame that that has happened and all the trees. And as you mentioned, one of them may be more than 140 years old. I mean, I don't understand this. Maybe they should take back that part of the planning from the OMB and put it back where it was. Okay. We agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye, you. Allison. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, Councillor Robinson, we have uh, just over a minute left. Uh, in, in summation, what do you want to leave us with? Well, I really want uh, us, the city, uh, all of us collectively, because I've had emails, Libby, from not just my residents, but residents across the city. I want us to work together collectively to make sure that the maximum fines uh, are issued for this for this development. I'm a little bit worried city staff are going to 
as I said, softball this. And I think it's a real opportunity to show developers across the city that we're not going to tolerate this. So I'm really hoping we can uh, we can really work together to make sure we have a maximum fine and also look at ways that we can stop this from ever happening again. This is a precedent, uh, and we don't want this repeated. Well, the, you know, just in closing, the mayor has been on record saying that he's horrified by this. He wants the maximum fine. So why would there still be resistance from staff who I guess are generally cautious? Yeah, they tend to be cautious, and they uh, they tend to try to work with the developers. But um, thanks to you and many other media outlets, this has had a lot of attention this last the last week, and um, that's that's good news for this issue because because of that attention, people are more engaged and more outraged, um, having hear, heard the the details of what's happened. So I'm very hopeful we're going to have a uh, not a good outcome because the trees, as you say, are gone but that will that will at least be able to send a message. Okay. Councillor Robinson, uh, please keep us up to date with the developments on this, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.